0: smallpox, polio, tuberculosis. These widespread diseases have led to the deaths of millions of humans. For many decades, people feared these diagnoses, knowing that it would mean either death or a drastically reduced quality of life. Fast forward to today, and in most countries, all three have been largely eradicated thanks to vaccines and public health measures. While there are countless success stories, there are also several diseases like cancer, Parkinson's, and Alzheimer's that continue to kill millions of people each year. And these illnesses aren't new by any means. Go back 100 years and records show that almost 72,000 Americans died from cancer in 1920. It's important to point out that this number is likely much lower than the actual death count, since cancer, like many other diseases, was poorly recognized until decades later. For most people, it was seen as a silent killer that couldn't be stopped.
1: It was sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you don't have any cures and you don't have any treatments and the outcomes are very dismal, then it sort of seemed fruitless to try and discover something because nobody had ever been able to. So people kept dying and researchers were discouraged and nothing ever happened.
0: That's Judith L. Pearson, a biographer and author of Crusade to Heal America, The Remarkable Life of Mary Lasker. Pearson says that during the 1940s, stroke, heart disease, and cancer made up 70% of all deaths in the country. Yet despite these staggering numbers, people opted to stay in the dark.
1: The problem with cancer was, again, because there was no good treatment, there was never any good news that a doctor could deliver, people didn't even want to think about the disease, and it could not be said on the radio, which was the main source of entertainment and news at the time.
0: In her new book, Pearson recounts the story of one woman, Mary Lasker, who was a key figure in breaking this harmful cycle of inaction and stigma
1: mental health and birth control were nothing that could be spoken about at the time, nor could cancer. And the more Mary started learning about the way people were suffering from diseases, the more concerned she was. So many people, because there was nothing to be done for these diseases, so many people just sort of shrugged and said, well, it's God's will. If I live, I live. If I die, I die. And Mary thought that was ludicrous. She thought, well, there absolutely should be something that could be done. America's the greatest country in the world. Why can't we develop cures for all of these diseases and treatments for the diseases?
0: Pearson says that Lasker, with the help of her husband, Albert Lasker, devoted much of her life to improving funding and awareness for some of the biggest killers in America.
1: And one of the things the Laskers learned was that as World War II was playing out, Forty percent of the men who had enlisted were being rejected because of health issues. And they discovered further that practically no research was being done in the major causes of death in America, which were heart diseases and cancer.
0: In order to create more funding for these diseases specifically, Mary Lasker and her husband Albert launched their own foundation in 1942. Today, this organization is still around and is known as the Lasker Foundation. Each year, it helps scientists at the top of their field fund their research with $250,000 awards.
1: And they are so impressive that they're called the American Nobel Prizes, the American Nobels, because 95 of the Lasker awardees thus far have gone on to become Nobel laureates.
0: Today, there are countless researchers and organizations working to find cures and understand diseases, but go back to the mid-1900s, and public health entities weren't paving the way in research, but instead were handing out pamphlets and making poster boards with basic information about the disease.
1: Actually, it was Mary and her friend who went to visit the American Society for the Control of Cancer. As Mary scoffed, they weren't interested in curing cancer. They were just interested in controlling it.
0: Determined to create change, Mary went to Washington, D.C. and lobbied Congress to increase funding and involvement for major diseases. One success was the expansion of the National Institute of Health from one organization to several.
1: She said, this is ridiculous, we need a cancer institute, we need a heart institute, we need a mental health institute. And so slowly but surely over the decades, Congress started appropriating funds to create these institutes to really dig into research on these major diseases.
0: Mary Lasker had many accomplishments as a health activist and philanthropist throughout her life, but Pearson believes that out of all her endeavors, Alaska's biggest achievement is the National Cancer Act of 1971.
1: On December 23, 1971, everybody won. Richard Nixon signed the National Cancer Act. It awarded 1.6 billion with a B, that's 11.7 billion today, dollars to be spent over the next five years to conquer cancer. Mary succeeded in her quest to amply fund the National Cancer Institute, which was revamped to cut down on the bureaucracy and remained in the National Institutes of Health. And the cancer survivors have certainly reaped the rewards as well because of the accelerated research over the last 50 plus years.
0: Today, the National Cancer Institute, or NCI, is still pushing us forward into the next generation of cancer treatments with an annual budget of over $7 billion. Countless lives have been saved by the research conducted at the NCI, work that might have never happened if it weren't for one Mary Lasker. To find out more about this topic and our guest, Judith L. Pearson, head to ViewpointsRadio.org. Pearson's book... Crusade to Heal America, The Remarkable Life of Mary Lasker is available for pre-orders now and releases on September 19th. For more behind-the-scenes, search Viewpoints Radio on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. This segment was written by our executive producer, Amira Zaveri. Our studio manager is Jason Dickey. I'm Gary Price. This segment is brought to you by Capital One. You don't need special gadgets to be a hero. With unlimited 1.5% cash back on every purchase everywhere, the Capital One Quicksilver card makes you the hero of every purchase. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Coming up on Viewpoints. So one of the long-term goals of extrasolar planet research is to find that kind of planet that could host life. How high-res telescopes are leading the way in this search, then... If you don't know how to play soccer and you don't appreciate the intricacies of the game, then you're bored watching people pass the ball around in the field and apparently nothing happening.
1: Why does everyone but the U.S. seem to love soccer? I'm Marty
0: Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in-depth on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints.
1: And that's Viewpoints for this week. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more about upcoming shows and find a library of past programs on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and more information about our guests at ViewpointsRadio.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Viewpoints. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers,